0: Welcome! I am Rebecca Tabert, former overweight, atheist, corporate girl, turned fit over 40, purpose chasing God girl, and fitness coach entrepreneur. Listen, I remember my struggle with food, eating for comfort, and feeling uncomfortable in my body. I remember my battle with stinking vegan that kept me stuck by telling me things like, I'm not good enough. Fast forward through a lot of time in God's word, a couple big leaps of faith, building godly grit through adversity and investing in my own personal and professional development and you will find the life I live, lead and coach today. Which includes an amazing personal relationship with God, and a level of fitness in mind and body that I truly didn't even know was possible from where I started. A life committed to teaching women how to create their own life-changing and sustainable transformations. With the help of an amazing team, I've been honored to help thousands of women achieve their goals over the last decade. I created the Faith, Fitness, and Freedom podcast to give you inspiration and a belief in what is possible, and to give you simple and practical steps for deepening your faith, crushing the stinking thinking, and becoming fit in mind and body. So, if you're a woman of faith who is ready to talk all things faith, fitness, and freedom, so that you can continue to develop faith that moves mountains, get the body that reflects the best vision of yourself and experience greater freedom to claim and live your kingdom purpose, then you're in the right place. So let's dive in. You are listening to the Faith, Fitness, and Freedom podcast, and I'm your host, Rebecca Tavert. And this is episode one. I'm going to share with you today five ways to manage stress and anxiety. Now, listen, I absolutely thought that my first episode should be this, you know, one of the pillars of what everything is going to stand for for this podcast. However, I cannot ignore the current state of what is happening in our environment, in our families, in our homes, in our society, because this first episode is being recorded at the time of the elections. And the level of stress and anxiety is at a, I want to say an all time high, but that is true, right? And it comes down to us as individuals. And I know. That when we are in a place of stress and anxiety, we do not get to show up as our best version of ourselves. We don't get to experience the best version of ourselves. We don't get to give the best version of ourselves. And again, each of us are created on purpose for a unique and greater purpose. We're given a seed of purpose that is a gift from God. And your seed is so unique that only you can give it. And it's up to us as individuals to water and to cultivate that seed and to protect it as we're cultivating it and growing it and all the things. And when we're in a position of stress and anxiety... We are not in a place where we have the clearest of thoughts or the clearest of minds. We're not able to experience His joy, His peace. In fact, my study Bible has a section in it that talks about worry, and trust me, I go to it quite a bit just for the reminder myself in that worry is the opposite of faith. Worry is the opposite of faith. So I'm going to talk first of all about why it's so important to deal with this and then give you five ways to help work against or battle against the stress and the anxiety. So the importance of dealing with it and the importance of recognizing the emotion and doing something about it is recognizing that you cannot show up as your best self when you're sitting in stress and anxiety. Pretty much all emotions, I think, have some advantages, but stress and anxiety, when it is unhealthy, when it is creating feelings of, like, for example, let me, it's easier for me to give you first that, like, a positive. Sometimes we feel anxious, like, When we take a huge leap of faith, right? When we take that next step, right? A lot of women come to me and they're scared, they're stressed out, and they're anxious about getting started on their fitness journey, right? That anxiety is sometimes a good thing because it comes from a place of you're doing something you've not done before, right? So our lizard brain is like, whoop, danger, danger. That's not comfortable, right? And we don't want to always sit in comfort. So let's be clear on that. Stress and anxiety is not always a bad thing. But when you're stressed and anxious over things that you can't control, you have no influence over it, and that stress and anxiety is causing you to not live to your fullest in any given moment, that is when we need to look at managing it and replacing it with something that's going to help us move forward. Because if we're uniquely created on purpose with a greater and unique purpose, and if your intention, which I believe it is, if you are a woman listening to this podcast, I believe your intention is to do better than just get by, right? That is not looking at just like over the lifetime, the lifetime or the, the legacy that you want to live, the, the big goals and aspirations for impact or your family's well-being, whatever it might be. It all comes down to how we show up on a day-to-day basis and time, we do not get that back. It is not a refillable resource. Once time is gone, it's gone. So, when we spend time sitting in stress and anxiety, that is time that is costing us from the best version of ourselves. And that cost is something that is paid not just by ourselves and our own peace, but that cost is being paid by your family, by the people that you're supposed to be helping, by everybody who suffers during any time where you're not at your best. Make sense? So, again, no condemnation is in Christ. This We can't do anything about an hour ago or even five minutes ago, but we can get real and have some real conversations about what we're going to intend to do with the time ahead of us, right? So the first, I want to say step, but I don't know that it's a step, but the first thought for managing stress and anxiety is protecting your headspace and getting ahead of it. Protecting your headspace, what I mean is notice what disrupts your peace. Notice what doesn't align with your goals, with your vision for yourself, for your family, for the legacy, for the impact that you're meant to have. What detracts that? What discourages from you showing up as your best self? And that is different for everybody. We all have different levels of what might bother us, disrupt us. Concern us in it so that it distracts us that type of thing. For example, for me personally, I've learned that I don't do well with the news. I don't. Uh, I prior to recent months, I rarely watched the news. I rarely watched updates. And you might think, well, that's kind of irresponsible and naive. No, my inner circle is knows who I am. They support who I am. So if there's something super important that I need to know about, I know I'm going to know. They're going to tell me, right? But I don't need to spend hours watching the news. I don't even need to watch the nightly news. I don't even need to know today's headline because it doesn't directly impact. It doesn't help me show up as the best version of myself because the way my brain works, and I'm not saying that you need to adopt this, but I'm giving you this as an example. The way my energy and brain works, if I were to even watch 30 minutes of the news with it being so even prior to the election, just let's take this back to like pre-COVID, pre-the recent drama, even just the regular news, there it is always about what everything is wrong. It's always about the the crime and the hate and the abuses and the whatever it might be. It's just very heavy to me. I don't watch something like that and have an analytical mind. I watch something like that and I take the emotion on, right? I don't watch uh, very, I don't watch really harsh movies anymore. I used to be able to watch them and not have an issue, but now i and really this has happened more so since the birth of my son, like I can't watch scary movies. I choose not to. I could. I choose not to watch scary movies because for some reason, even though they used to be my favorite combination of, I don't know if it's conviction of the Holy Spirit and or having my son because it's around the same time, but I relate it all to my son. And I can't, I can't handle that heaviness, right? I don't want to handle that heaviness. I remember watching the movie Philadelphia, I don't know if you remember that movie. It's a little bit older. But that's the last like really, really sad movie I watched because I was impacted. I was affected by that. It affected my ability to show up for like literally, I think it was like a week or two. It's not that I laid in bed the whole time, but I just felt this constant sense of heaviness and sadness. I have a tendency to take other people's emotion on. Now, I'm a lot better than I used to be, right? Not where I want to be, a lot better than I used to be, something Joyce Meyer has said, and it's just been ingrained in my brain. But I choose to protect my headspace, right? So I don't watch the news. I don't watch scary movies. I don't play super violent video games or or whatever. I didn't let my son do that. Now that my son is an adult, he can make his own choices, of course, and I'm not going to judge him for what he's able to do or what he chooses to expose himself to because it's not my place to. The way I am impacted is going to be different than the way somebody else is impacted. But if it is something that is stealing your joy, you need to protect that headspace. And sometimes that's news. Sometimes that's social media. Sometimes that's the books or whatever the case may be. I assume they're, I don't read anything that isn't self-improvement just because I don't, I'm not into that. Right. So, but I assume there's books that are like horror stories and, and crime stories. That's another example. Like one of my good friends loves crime stories and no way I can't watch it because then I'll spend the next week thinking about what could happen to me when I go to the store to get my whatever groceries, right? I just live learned. I can't do that. Same with social media though. If you are catching yourself on Facebook and scrolling, and then it's an hour later, and you feel heavy and stressed out and anxious, and you're thinking about what's going to look like three weeks from now, four weeks from now, five months from now, I understand that it is hard not to. I understand that it's hard to not be impacted by the harsh comments that are being made, right? Honestly, I'm seeing it even among some believers right? So protect your headspace by limiting your time on social media. If you have a hard time limiting your time on social media, take the app off your phone, put it back on. I've Seriously, learned. I've. I don't know if I learned, but I started doing this. I don't know. I'm horrible at timing. Like I've said, maybe a year ago. If I feel like I'm looking at my Facebook too much, I will take it off my phone, and then I'll put it back on my phone when I need to go get it. Right when I, because I obviously business it almost is a necessity. So I'll spend, I'll do my best to spend, you know, go on and the whole time I'm like, only look at this, only look at this, only go to your page, only go to your page, only do this, only do this task or get on there and do whatever I need to do and then hop back off. And if I catch myself going back to it, I'll take it back off my phone. You can upload and download and delete as many times as you want, sister. So do what is best for your headspace, right? Sometimes it's people. You need to protect your headspace when it comes to people. And I could do a whole co- podcast, I'm sure we will in the future, about people too. But for now, be mindful of the people around you, right? There are people that are in your life that are going to help you become a better version of you, right? So it's not like everyone around you needs to be sunshine and rainbows all the time, but do they have your best interest in mind and do are they at the same growth pattern as you because a lot of times when we're trying to become the next best version of ourselves and we continue to pursue that and we keep going down that path and keep going down that path, we then, and I'm sure you're one of these women because you're listening to this podcast right now, I know you are, you are already doing something to try to become the next best version of yourself, right? So when we keep doing that with iterations over time, over time, over time, sometimes the people that we started out with didn't grow with us. And we can start to recognize that, wow, they are not a positive voice in my life. They are not encouraging. They are not uplifting. The sky is always falling when I'm around them. Or maybe it's that voice in your life that is telling you what you can't do or what you should do or what you're doing wrong or that it's not enough or whatever the case may be, right? There's, and this is where this could be its own subject and and it is in a lot of my training, but it's important to identify that and decide who gets to stay in your life. Brene Brown talks about who gets front row seats and who does not, right? And it's important to be able to identify who gets to be in your circle, And it's not an elitist thing. You are created on purpose for a greater and unique purpose. Not everybody is meant, uh, who is it? Sorry, just drew a blank. Oh my goodness, Air Flight and TJ Jakes. TJ Jakes talks about the fact that when you are going to a new destination, some people are meant to be with you for a time and a season. And not everybody gets a ticket to the next stage of your journey. And that's okay love them in grace it doesn't always need to be a, you know, overt conversation depending on the situation. It's just, you need to decide who gets to come along with you in that next iteration. Because again, on purpose for a unique and greater purpose, that needs to be the biggest priority in your life is fulfilling, enjoying and fulfilling your greater greatest purpose, right? The second is acknowledging emotion. So this is super important in that you want to acknowledge that stress and anxiety, but acknowledging, um, where it's coming from, like what's the source of the stress and anxiety and what do you need to do to shift it? Right. Right. Because a lot of times, again, sometimes stress and anxiety can be a good thing. Stress and anxiety will come up, like when you're trying to do something new or you're trying to um, be in a new, like you, anytime you're feeling vulnerable or you're out of your comfort zone, stress and anxiety is going to come up. But when it's stress and anxiety that's weighing you down, that's hindering your ability to function, and you're focused on worry and you're focused on, you know, what could be happening four months from now, again, Ask yourself, recognize the stress and the anxiety and ask yourself some better questions. Recognize the emotion and ask yourself, is this actually true or is this the story I'm telling myself? So even I'll use the election for a moment. I do know that I think I've seen on both sides, It like in, unfortunately it has come down to almost sides From a society standpoint, Uh, people feel very divided, right? And so when someone claims or holds on or clings to a side, they, from their position, feel like they're protecting their freedoms, their values, whether you agree or disagree with that, they're coming from that position. They truly believe. I want to believe that most people are good, and they truly believe that is what's best, is whatever side they're on. That's why they're on that. They picked that side, right? When you are not on that side, and maybe the other side is seemingly getting their way, right? God says, Be anxious through nothing but through prayer and supplication. Let your requests be known to God. He also says, beware of the evildoer. Do not fret. Do not harm. And I know I'm messing up the verses. I don't have my Bible in front of me, but this is coming to me. So I'm going to say it. It says, do not fret because of the evildoers that seem to prosper in their way. God sees you, not part of the verse, but God sees you. He knows you. He knows that you fretting and worrying over it is not helpful. It is not going to help you in the process. And so often, statistically, it's something like 95%, again, don't quote me on this statistic, but it is over 95% of what we worry about and stress out about never even comes to pass. And when we do something like getting too weighed down in the emotion, we need to work on If it's an emotion that's not serving us, we do want to recognize it, acknowledge it, make sure that you're not numbing out by being on social media for hours. Make sure that you're not numbing out in that extra three servings of ice cream or candy or chips or whatever the case may be. Make sure we're not numbing out by isolating and telling ourselves that we're all by ourselves, and it's just us and, and all the things. So we want to be very aware of the emotion itself. And we want to recognize it versus stuff it. We want to recognize it and decide what to do with it. Recognize it and decide, is it true? Or is, it, is there something that I can do to impact or influence this? And if you have already done your part, and spoiler alert, your part is only what you control. You cannot change somebody else. You cannot, you know, um, influence circumstances that are out of your control. You only control how you show up on a daily basis. You only control the choices that you make, the choices that are ahead of you, and how you step into that and how you show up. You truly influence what's going to be three months now by your own personal life, but you can't possibly control three months from now from today, but your worry over what might be three months from now can absolutely control your today because if it can get you discouraged and distracted it keeps you, it steals you, it is robbing the joy that you could be having today. It is stealing and robbing you from your greatest purpose being lived out today. And I'm, I'm pretty confident, no matter who's listening right now, that your greatest purpose is not arguing over Facebook. Your greatest purpose is not you know, being worried or concerned over somebody else's thought or opinion because God's opinion, excuse me, is the only opinion that truly matters, right? And of course, you know, your inner circle, which is another thing, but you do want to be able to take, you know, feedback. It's not that you should just not care about anybody else. What I mean is you don't care about the peanut gallery. Brene Brown talks about Um, she's referencing Theodore Roosevelt's quote about the arena and those that are in the arena and in the fight for you for whatever aspect of life, whatever your purpose is. And again, that might be being a mom full time. It might be running a business. It might be um, supporting somebody else and running their business. If somebody is not in the arena with you, if they're not showing up, if they're not doing the sacrifices, if they're not taking the risks, if they're not in it every single day, they're up in the peanut gallery. They don't get to comment on your arena. They don't get to have a voice and an insight that matters in your arena. Your arena you should have some core people that are able to speak truths in your life, right? Between friends, from family, from coaches, mentors, super critical to have those that will speak truth in your life, right? But not the peanut gallery. Peanut gallery doesn't get a stay, say. And they do not get to influence your stress, your anxiety, and your emotion that is robbing you from showing up as your greatest self today, Right? So recognize, so that step two is acknowledging the emotion and recognizing it for what it is. Can I do anything about it? If I can, what can I do? You do your part and then you let it go, right? And I'll talk about that in just a second. So asking yourself in that step is, what is the source of the stress and anxiety? Does it truly impact me right now in this moment? Is there anything that I can do about it, right? Right. There are times, again, that might be where you find your greater purpose is, you know, on a societal level, if there's something that truly just bothers you and there is something that you feel called to do about it, then absolutely go for that and do that. Follow that intuition. But sitting stressed out and anxious is a whole different thing, right? The third is being present and being intentional, So again, it kind of goes back to not worrying about what might happen three to four months from now. But be present in the current moment, which again means not being on your phone all the time, not being distracted by what's happening or not happening on social media, right? Or in the news or whatever the case may be. Being present in your moment, being present in your day and staying intentional. What can you do right now? to be living and enjoying today? What can you do right now to be present with whatever it is that you're doing at any given moment, right? In the morning, maybe it's your morning routine and staying fully present and not allowing yourself to get into social media or get into email until your morning routine is done. Setting some rules and some parameters around being intentional every day right? Rules can be a positive that is used for us. I know sometimes we're like, no, no rules, right? The creative types are like, no, I like to live freely and and all the things. And Brandon Burchard talks about, yeah, but you have no time freedom because you don't have any rules, right? There's a, There comes a point where you rules and structure can be used to benefit us. And part of that is allowing us to be present. So like in your morning um, routine. And again, a whole nother episode for that alone and the power of a morning routine and the power of setting intentions. But when you're in your morning routine, be in your morning routine. When you're in your quiet time and you're in your Bible, be quiet and be in your uh, Bible. If you have a hard time and you want to grab your phone, put your phone on the other end of the room. I know I've done it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know I've had my Bible and I've had my um, you know journal out and I've been journaling and then something comes to mind and I want to look it up and it might even be related to what I was thinking about or what I was journaling. And then I'm like, Oh my gosh, 30 minutes later. And I'm so, I just scrolled out and I've been on just randomly looking on social media. So if you know that that can be you sometimes, then maybe you put your phone on the other side of the room so that it's not in your immediate grab so that you can be totally present in that moment. If you've got, you know, hours of time blocked out for work, decide what you're doing with that time and make sure that you do not have distractions that are going to keep you from that. Stay on point, stay present, stay intentional, right? Right? The next is letting it go, which I already kind of talked about that. And that is that you do your part whenever you feel stress or feel anxious, even in a normal environment, a normal day, we can feel overwhelmed by all the things to do. And we can feel overwhelmed by whether or not this is going to have an impact or am I, what's going to be the outcome over here, right? Right. You think through the plan of action, you decide what your plan of action is, and that's where a lot of times coaching comes in if you don't or you know mentorships whether it's even if it's with parenting, get connected with a parenting group with and make sure that there are you know moms that know that uh, or that are in alignment with your thoughts, beliefs, and values, moms that have been and this is a biblical approach also and i I can't remember the the I want to say it's in Titus talks about um you know connecting with women that have been where you want to be right get connected with some women or a woman that it can be a mentor and speak into your life as a parent and then maybe it's a different woman that can be a mentor and speak into your life when it comes to finances right and investing in that time effort and energy into a coach so that it doesn't take you as long courses online whatever the case may be right So that you know, so that you're not just guessing is my point. You don't, you can either, you know, spend the next six months guessing what to do to solve a problem, whether it's in your business or as a parent or as in your fitness, right? If you're still struggling with extra weight, like this is a really good analogy. How long have you been struggling with the extra weight? Six months, a year, three years, five years. So do you really want to spend the next six months, year, three years, five years struggling with it? Or would you rather invest in a mentor, invest in a plan so you know what to do? And sometimes you do got to go through a few people. I've been there, done that. I've done a lot of different plans. And you have to figure out what's going to work for you. You have to find the right coach. You have to find the right program. And by all means, on that one specifically, make sure you're working with someone that's helping you create a plan that's going to fit your lifestyle so that you know what to do and it is reasonable and sustainable. And that was a little bit of a tangent. But yes, that that is what I work with women on whatever the whatever the case may be, whether it be fitness and lifestyle or spiritual, the the idea of investing in a coach and a mentor, it allows you to get your result faster. And sometimes that result is greater peace. Sometimes that result is greater clarity. Sometimes that result is getting out of debt or being debt-free or whatever the case may be. And sometimes that result is being 30 pounds lighter because it's a discouragement and a distraction that you're battling every single day and as great as you think you are doing in all these other aspects of life I guarantee you if you are feeling if you're showing up every day feeling discouraged and distracted by your physical body then you have an extra gear that you could be giving in all the other aspects of life that you haven't even yet recognized because you do not yet realize how impactful the discouragement and distraction is of being uncomfortable in your own body. And of course, I say that with love. My life forever changed when I got my health and fitness together. And that's exactly what I did. I realized that, oh my gosh, there was a whole nother year of mom. There was a whole nother year of career. And ultimately that led to discovering my purpose. So it is massive. The last and not but not least is plan a way to connect. So a lot of times when we get wrapped up in stress and anxiety, we need to reconnect. And of course, there's many ways to reconnect. Sometimes it really depends on the moment. It depends on the issue. We may need to reconnect with God. Maybe we feel like, where are you, right? Well, he's in the same place he always is. And again, sister, I've been there, done that. I'm like, Lord, I feel so alone. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I'm right here. You haven't been showing up. To, like, turn around, right? I don't know. Is it just me, or have you been there, right? And it's, but sometimes it is reconnecting with God. It's like that first and foremost, that is always important, but sometimes he uses other things, other people, other places, right. To, to meet us. Right. Sometimes I heard somebody else talk about this the other day and I was like, dang it. Like we all have that place where we feel like things just kind of roll for us, where we feel like the thoughts and the emotions just kind of roll for us. Right. Some people are lucky enough. They say, oh, that's the shower for me. I want to tell you, mine is running, which I don't even love. So how funny is God that one, it, but it's, I think it's being outside and because my brain can be very, um, you know, I don't want to own it, but ADD ish, right? When I'm out and running, there isn't anything else but him and I, which is the other reason why journaling I've realized I've learned about myself is so effective for me because the pen of paper in writing is distracting that, uh, Piece of my brain that just wants to keep going because it's got a task. Its task is the physical writing, which allows me to focus and listen and be present. Just as with running, as I'm talking out loud, I'm realizing it's the same thing. The physical task of that brain part, that part of my brain that wants to run away, is tasked with moving my body. It's tasked with running, but there's not much else for me to do but to think, right? Because when you think about it, even when you do a workout, you're still thinking about the next weight, you're thinking about the next rep, you're thinking about what it is, what are you going to (laughs) do, whatever with running. It's really simple. One foot in front of the other. Your body can be on autopilot, but it gives it just enough of a distraction to focus and dial in. So whatever that is for you. But that's another segue really quickly. That is why it is so important to get intentional on working on becoming a student of your own mind and body. You can't get better at anything that you don't study, learn, and practice in terms of how to evolve it to improve it, right? Our entire life is based on that, but yet we wait, We spend so much time in autopilot, we spend so much time doing what we think everybody else wants us to be doing or what, uh, trying to meet please other people or whatever the case may be or just being busy. Like We might even have the best of intentions for ourselves, but we get so caught up in busyness. We say, we don't have the time to think about how I'm being affected by food. I don't have the time to think about what I'm going to do for a workout. Sister, you don't have time not to. You are costing yourself by not paying attention to how your body is responding, by not paying attention to how your emotions are impacting you or what is impacting your emotions. You're costing yourself your time and your ability to experience and give your greatest purpose if you are not investing time in becoming a student of your own mind and body so that you can continually show up as your best version of yourself and live your greatest purpose. A little bit of a tangent, but that was important. Other ways to connect, maybe you need to connect with uh, another person. Like sometimes it is just getting uh, in contact with a friend. And, you know, if you're dealing with stress and anxiety, sometimes you need that sounding board. Sometimes it's just being present. Sometimes it's asking them how they're doing. Sometimes it's feeding into them. And then all of a sudden, your thoughts go away. And I don't think this is, I know this isn't an original thought, but the, um, the concept of when we are stressed out and anxious and we're worried and we feel overwhelmed, it's we're all self-focused, right? A lot of times it is the stress is coming from, how does this affect me? How does this impact me? How does this impact my loved ones? How does this impact my family, right? Versus reaching out and asking somebody, how are you doing? What can I do for you? How can I serve you? And showing up for other people. Right again, can't be showing up for other people with a heart of service and be overly stressed out over what's going on with you. Can't have it. You're, you get out of your own pity. Makes sense. And sometimes it is taking a shower. even if it's the middle of the day, everybody's home now on Zoom for the most part, right? So many of us, at least as the taping of this podcast, are still at home on you know endless Zooms. Use your lunch hour if you feel really stressed out. Grab a shower, go outside, get some sunshine, do something to get reconnected. So either reconnect with God reconnect with yourself by, you know, physically like in the shower or sunshine, connect with nature, connect with a friend, but do something to be connected so that you are reminded of the fact that you are not alone. All right. God sees you. God is for you. And God is faithful, no matter what is happening or seemingly happen, right? Do your part to show up as the best version of yourself on any given day and then hand over the rest to him. Jesus Take the Wheel is an amazing song for a reason, right? We have to do our part. We are called to do our part. We are called to do our best, to be our best. We are called to be in action and be in movement. We are not called to be bogged down by stress and anxiety. That is not what he has for us. He does not want us to be crippled. The enemy is working overtime right now. He cannot destroy us, so he works hard to distract and discourage us, and it is one of my personal missions to help you recognize the discouragement and the distraction so that you can get above and beyond it. Sometimes the discouragement and the distraction is super, super heavy and you know, like it, it's real, it's obvious a lot of times. And the most, almost, I want to say the most powerful because it is the most deceptive is in the little distractions and deceptions and discouragement of the day. For example, feeling uncomfortable in our own body. And it is my personal mission to help women of faith, especially women that are high functioning, because I think we are the most susceptible to this specific challenge. Because it is so, we feel like we've checked all the boxes, right? We feel like we've got it all together. And yet we're struggling with our weight. We're struggling with how we feel in our body. And we are struggling, that struggle shows up in our day to day. We think it doesn't. We think we got it all together. But that little distraction, seemingly little distraction and the constant discouragement, it follows us every day, all day, right? So it's my passion to help you address that because I know you are created on purpose for a unique and greater purpose. And I know that we as women of faith need to be showing up in our strongest, most powerful version of ourselves so that we can create that impact and that purpose and leave that legacy. But we can also be a reflection of him to those around us. All right. Said always with love, y'all. You can find me on social media, Rebecca Tabert. This coming week, I'm posting up some Uh, freebies for you. One of them being how to get more movement in even when you are crazy busy and I'm starting a whole 10 days of um, giving. So find me on social media. It's just Rebecca Tabbert, Facebook or Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm probably better about my Facebook account than Instagram also on YouTube. And in those uh, freebies, you'll be given the opportunity to get on the email list, which is super important because what I am realizing more and more is that social media is borrowed land. It is renting and it can be taken away from us at any point in time. When you and I are connected on email, then I know that I can continue to reach and support you. So I promise I don't ever just send a bunch of junk. Um, when I do send something, it is super intentional with the goal of helping you and encouraging you and equipping you. So let's stay connected. Find me on social, Rebecca Tabbert. Make sure that you follow this, and I am so thankful to be a voice in your journey. If you feel like this was helpful, please follow and please share it with another woman that you know is going to be helped by this, right? Let's build a community of fiercely fit and faithful women. Love you guys. Bye.